Hi guys, Artem here and welcome to another episode of Danelian's Ventures podcast. Today we have Andrea with us from Putler and we'll talk e-commerce analytics. I have a funny story how I actually got to know about Putler. Uh, I worked with a project uh, where a few Etsy stores were involved, also Shopify store and so forth. And I wanted to find a, a solution which would allow me to see all the shops, you know, and see how they're performing see how business is performing, you know, month to month in different channels, but also, you know, I wanted to be able to dive into a specific shop and see how that performs. And then all of a sudden I landed on the landing page for Butler and, you know, became a paying customer. So I thought it would be really nice when I found out, especially that the startup is based in India, I thought that's even more exciting because I would be able to talk a little bit more about startups in India and how the tech sector, you know, is doing in India. But Andrea, thank you very much for participating in the podcast. Please tell me a little bit about yourself and the company. Uh, so, hi, Artem. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, firstly, I am the head of growth for so basically, I look at all the marketing activities. I look at the customer acquisition. I also look at the customer relationship for partner. I'm also a, um, like a decision maker in where the product is going. So what the features will be, what are the trends. Uh, so, uh, you know, all in all, just being, um, you know, owning the product. That is what I do at partner uh, about the tool so uh, like uh, the way that you introduced it that is i think that is a perfect introduction of the tool where uh, we at partner do uh, business analytics and uh, what we uh, wanted to do is we wanted to give entrepreneurs one window where they can you know pull in all their data and uh, see a holistic view of their business Okay, so uh, basically, Butler will uh, connect. It brings in, you know, payment data from uh, the payment gateways. It pulls in your transactional data from your e-commerce platforms, and it also pulls in, uh, you know, the traffic data, the website traffic data from G. So it brings in all this data, processes it, and uh, cleans the data, removes the duplicates, and shows you reports. Uh, the main idea of partner is not to show you reports, but give you insights to grow your business. So uh, that was a whole thing about partner and what we are doing here. Thank you very much. That's that's a very good intro. And uh, you know, you're based uh, in India, right? The company mm -hmm. is based in India. Uh, how old is the company, if I may ask? Uh, so uh, we started off way back in 2010. So it's oh, wow. uh, 10 years now. And uh, we are based in Mumbai, India, and uh, it's like a booming uh, sector for the tech here. And startup scene is really uh, like growing up. A lot of e-commerce websites. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, we get a lot of customers from India itself because uh, there are a lot of tech startups which have been, uh, you know, booming up. People who are doing uh, freelancing. So, uh, you know, all these sectors are really growing in India. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. But, uh, uh, you know, when you think about it, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the founding of the company? You know, you mentioned that it started in 2010. Did somebody, you know, have a like, aha experience? Yes. Where they're like, okay, I want to do this. And, you know, how was it funded? You know, were you guys able to fund yourself or did you have some help maybe from private investors? How does that work in India? Yes. 
Yes. So uh, we uh, started off uh, like we just entered the entrepreneur, uh, like we were entrepreneurs and we started off selling products uh, basically in 2009. And uh, we started off selling products on a platform known as eJunkie. Okay. And uh, the payment gateway we used was PayPal. So uh, uh, being like fresh entrepreneurs, we wanted to know how much sales we're making, who are our customers, you know. So uh, we, uh, it was very difficult. eJunkie did not have a reporting platform then. And we had to depend completely on PayPal. Okay. okay, so uh, whenever a sale was made and um, then we wanted to know, we had to log into PayPal. And if people have used PayPal then, they know that it was really slow. Uh, you had to go into, uh, you know, uh, you had to go into a dashboard. You had to find your sales, look at it. And uh, it became kind of, you know, a lot of uh, wastage of time there. It became frustrating sometimes, uh, you know, logging into PayPal. So we ended up logging into PayPal uh, 12 times, 13 times a day. And it was like, you know, we have to have a solution which will just give me uh, the numbers right off the bat. Okay. So we tried searching for a solution and funnily there was none. Like we couldn't find a solution which could show me numbers or show me sales. So uh, being uh, a tech company, what we thought was we just created a PHP script which would hit the PayPal API and give us sales, okay? And uh, once we got that, we felt, okay, I want to know who are the customers, which product was selling. So we started making a prototype, or we created a prototype for Patilo, and uh, we liked it. So uh, we just gave that prototype to other customers. So to, uh, and all these customers that we had were entrepreneurs. So we felt that they would have a similar need, a similar requirement. So we just gave them a prototype for free, asked them for feedback. They used it and uh, they started coming up with feature requests. You know, we want. So, and, uh, you know, it was from these customers that they said that, you know, there's nothing out there like Bucket. Okay, nothing is uh, showing me data from multiple sources. If I'm having multiple websites that entrepreneurs tend to have, where they have multiple Etsy or multiple Shopify, you know, there's nothing showing me data from all these sources at one place. So why don't you monetize on this tool? And I think that is the aha moment where we okay. uh, just said uh, that okay, this idea or this necessity that we build could be a product. And uh, I think that is when we uh, built a desktop app. So Butler was basically a desktop app uh, in 2010. Okay. Uh, we, yes. So it was a desktop app only for PayPal. And uh, we didn't do a lot of marketing for it. It was our first customers were the people who used it, who had a feedback, and they were ready to pay for it. So, uh, you know, we did uh, some uh, sumo deals. Uh, we also did some internet marketing uh, forum deals. And um, I think it solved a grave problem which people were facing. Nobody was solving it. And that is how, uh, you know, partner uh, came to be. So 10 years, uh, desktop app, uh, in these 10 years, we have grown to a web app. So uh, what you see today is Butler as a web app. We also have a Chrome extension. And from just being a PayPal app today, we are supporting around 17 uh, you know, integrations. So I think uh, that is the leap that Butler has uh, taken. And uh, we're just happy, you know, we're just happy uh, solving this um, problem that even today, I don't think there is any other tool that solves it as um, you know, as widely as Patrol, we are just happy solving it. We are giving the entrepreneurs one view of their data. So that was, and we are not, we are bootstrapped. We are not funded by any uh, VC. 
So uh, we are uh, bootstrapped. We, uh, you know, we build the product. Um, we uh, treat our customers like family. We we'll ask them for feedback. And I think whatever uh, feedback they give is uh, very important for us. So uh, we uh, take that and we uh, think about features and we try to give in more to the customer in that. Very good, very good. Um, I remember I saw a review of Butler because obviously, you know, uh, when people, especially tech savvy people, they see different tools. First of all, uh, they, you know, they start, you know, searching for reviews, just trying to find out, you know, what people are saying about the product. And I remember uh, somebody wrote a review about your product saying that, you know, this product saved my shop, you know, in Etsy or something like that. And I was like, wow, yeah. that's, a, that's, that's really, <laughs> really good you know, feedback, I should definitely give it a try. And I like it. And I think uh, mm -hmm. there are similar maybe tools. I mean, like you could, for example, connect all the different APIs if you know how to do it to, for example, Data Studio, right? If you mm -hmm. know how to do things yourself. But yes. for people who are not tech savvy, you just click mm -hmm. connect a few times, you wait for the data to arrive to your server, and then you will be able to, you know, drill down and so forth. And you have a nice Chrome extension that you can install and use in Etsy, for example. If it, if it sees email address on the page, it will be able to tell you customer information. So if you are answering, like, Etsy support questions, right. you will be able to see, like, hey, this guy ordered from us, you know, like, 20 times, you know, very important customer and so forth. So I, I like I like the product for sure, and it's really interesting that you didn't actually get any money. You bootstrapped it yourself, right? Correct, correct. And so, how so, many people are working now for the company, if I may ask? Uh, so uh, we are a small company. Like uh, we only have a team of seven who work on Butler. We have other brands, like we have a brand on a store apps for. Uh, we basically do WooCommerce plugins there. We also have Iceland, which is again a WordPress plugin. So uh, there are different teams, but for Butler, we have seven people who work uh, entirely on Butler. And uh, I think we are closely knitted. We don't have levels or we don't have, uh, you know, that kind of bureaucracy that comes with a bigger company. So uh, I think that is also a key point why Butler uh, takes, uh, you know, fast decisions and we are growing and we, uh, we are more, uh, you know, at uh, same level. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And uh, I mean, small teams are wonderful, especially, right. you know, that there is, um, I guess there is a sensation of, you know, doing something together, like really pushing forward. Because if you, you know, have a huge company, if there are like hundreds of people working, it's very hard to feel, you know, that you're part of the team and you're working together. It's more of bureaucracy meetings, meetings about meetings and so forth. So it's understandable. But are you guys profitable? Are you, you know, yes. are you able to sustain yeah. yourself, you know, perfectly based on the revenue coming from the, you know, Butler itself? Yeah, so uh, we are profitable uh, because it's a SaaS. Uh, and what you've seen in Butler is once a person, uh, you know, becomes a customer, he remains a customer. Uh, they don't, uh, you know, they don't churn out unless they are, you know, shutting down their business or there's something major. So I think we are blessed with customers and uh, we are, uh, we just uh, try to solve uh, issues or uh, make features that are not available elsewhere. I think that is where the key lies. And uh, that's how we become profitable, you know. 
So if you are having the same features that an XYZ has, uh, you are like just competing with the market, you are into a red ocean. So we tend to, uh, you know, we uh, tend to be smart in that portion. And I think the tool is like, uh, the tool speaks for itself. So it is a solid tool and uh, people just try it out, they like it, it solves their issues and then they stick on with us. So uh, in that we are touch with very, uh, you know, very uh, lucky in that. So yes, we can, we are sustaining ourselves. We are still not uh, funded. We are still bootstrapped. And uh, I think it's, it's kind of a bit of proud of that. Yeah, yeah, I think you should be proud of that because, you know, in the days of awesome stories from Silicon Valley, when people are raising millions and billions of dollars, you know, it's really nice and refreshing to see somebody who is able to bootstrap. And maybe, uh, of course, I'm not, a, you know, I, I don't know how things work, for example, in the area where you are. Is there a lot of venture capital? Is there a lot of angel funding and so forth? But again, you know, that money never comes for free, right? There is some attachment okay. to it. There is maybe a change of strategy. You give up maybe some of the, you know, voting power you have and yes. so forth. So maybe you want it to remain independent, right? One of the reasons why you probably bootstrap it. Yes, so uh, I think uh, bootstrapping is great because it gives you uh, the complete power of where you want the tool to go. And uh, once a VC enters in, there are, uh, you know, they might see, want to steer the product in a different direction. Okay. So I think uh, we are uh, free from all of that. We are more grounded. We can, uh, you know, um, talk to our customers, ask them feedback. We can uh, look at trends and we can steer the product in that fashion. So I think uh, that is why we have uh, stuck on to bootstrap and uh, I think we are surviving. I think we're thriving, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, when people are, uh, you know, are not surviving, I think that is when they go into a venture capitalist. So we are thriving for now. So uh, it's, it's all good here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you talk uh, how many customers do you have on, on like, you know, maybe even a rough estimate? Are we talking yes. hundreds or... Yes. So uh, for now, we have uh, people uh, around seven thousand people have tried out for here. Uh, so we have been, uh, you know, being, uh, we started with a free trial. So you know that is the ratio that around seven thousand people have tried it out. We have uh, around a thousand customers who are paying. Okay, and uh, there are also people uh, like if suppose you are the customer and you must be having teammates, okay? So we are also, like, Pablo is not a tool just for the founder. Mm -hmm. uh, you can give access to a support guy. You can give access to your marketing team. So everybody in a company can uh, know where the company stands, okay? So in that, so we have uh, all around 1,000 uh, people who use Pablo, like, uh, the uh, the paid ones, the teammates. So it's, it's that is the number that we are at right now. Okay, okay. So... So basically, if you think about it, uh, thousand customers paying customers, but that includes their teammates, and I don't think you charge for additional seats, right? No. So uh, we don't charge for additional seats now. Uh, the basic idea for that was we want, uh, you know, people to become more data driven. Okay. Yeah. So uh, generally, admins or uh, CEOs tend to. Uh, not to give access to people because they have to either give access to their PayPal, their Stripe, or the entire admin. 
So uh, with partner, we have different roles. So if you are a support guy, you would want to know who the customer is. You would want to know how long the customer is for, whether he's a loyal customer, whether he's uh, you know, just a new customer. So I think uh, we have defined roles and uh, everybody, uh, if you have partner, you can become data driven, you can take decisions based on data. So I think uh, that is the thing. We are not looking at monetizing, you know, you're uh, giving 10 people uh, access to partner, so we won't, ask, we won't charge you 10 times. Uh, our main motive is to, uh, you know, help entrepreneurs like ourselves, help uh, smaller teams, have, help even bigger teams, just make sense of their data. So I think uh, the angle that we come from is helping people and not just monetizing them. Yeah, I think it's really good when you have a nice, strong vision that, you know, you're actually, you know, feeling, you know, committed to, uh, people feel it as well. And then, you know, like product and everything, the product vision, product roadmap, it kind of works out because you are starting from the position, how can we help these guys do better at this and that? So I, I like the, I like the idea. I was also surprised when I started using Butler. I was like, "Whoa, they don't charge for extra seats because in many applications, you know, you know, access uh, is based on the seats that you have, be it a time, you know, tracking application or something else. Many tools decide to monetize once you start having a team and you know you start paying big bucks once you start yes. to get your team on board. But I think it's really nice that you're able to give access to the support guy maybe. Again, I don't know, is there any like levels? So can you say like, hey, support guy can see transaction history, but he cannot see, uh, for example, financial data? So uh, we have two levels for now, like the admin and the support. So the admin can see all the data. He can mm -hmm. see all the dashboards, he can see finance, he can see the transaction history. But the support guys are mostly people who would be doing refunds, who would be managing things, who would just want to know who the customer is and what he has bought, what is the product. So we have uh, hidden all the other things from the support guy. They only have access to the sales and the transactions. Uh, that were not the KPIs. But only uh, the uh, you know only the list where they can't see any of the financials. They can only see uh, the transactions for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's completely secure in that portion, and I think that is the main reason why people uh, even give a support access of partner. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and then in the end, there has been a push uh, in a way for transparency in companies right i mean in a small company um, you know you might be a little bit unwilling you know to give maybe access to financial information but once it gets big enough it's just a random data you know nobody really cares about it from that perspective like oh the founder is making this much money you know i, I gotta ask for another race so at some point you know it just becomes numbers and everybody wants to just strive and do better but it's it's really it's really good um I noticed that you mentioned that you used AppSumo at some point for, or something like that, right? At some yes. point for marketing. So basically, you had a product ready and you wanted to get some people on board and you were trying different uh, tactics, right? So you were probably yeah. trying, um, I'm sure you tried maybe paid advertising, right? Maybe you tried, uh, or yes. I don't know, please, please, please. So, uh, 
at the start uh, we didn't do any sort of paid advertising we just built a prototype it was just a desktop app we wanted a few uh, initial customers and that's when we went to axuma we ran a deal with them uh, so we got a lot of imers who uh, you know picked up the tool we also did some uh, im forums where we ran the deal and i think uh, it just went as a ripple effect so imers started talking about it or uh, people uh, who used it liked it there was a word of mouth so i think initially we didn't have a lot of paid advertisements as such we were banking on our customers we are very generous to our customers who uh, like yourself you know uh, they will uh, promote it or uh, they will speak about it just because they like the tool so i think yeah. uh, you know a lot of promotions came from that way uh, as of today we are uh, you know doing a lot of content marketing we uh, we are doing uh, you know uh, sem that is paid advertisements uh, we are also into email marketing uh, sometimes even cold emails or uh, but to a targeted segment okay so we are uh, we are analyzing who our customer can be what their uh, what their uh, problems are they have multiple websites and we know that okay we are the team which can be useful to them so we are not just bombarding emails to anyone in random we are doing a lot of smart marketing in that sense and uh, yeah so paid advertisements came very late in the uh, so uh, we started in paid advertisements probably or uh, you know a year or two years uh, now but initially it was uh, everything was organic and i think it worked for us because uh, we have very good generous customers who just you know even uh, give us a testimonial or speak about it even after not asking for it yeah uh, yeah that is it, how we are going and it's probably the best way to market your product anyway somebody is really happy they recommend your products you know to others but um, yes. uh, in appsumo for those who don't know appsumo is a platform where you can if you have a saas product or a digital product in most cases you put it up for you know for a sale you kind of like say like hey we have a sale going on and then you can for example sell i think it's very popular to sell lifetime deals so yes. saas products that for example charge like you guys charge from like 20 something dollars up to like closer to 100 um and maybe more um they kind of said like hey we give you this uh, one time uh, you know lifetime deal you pay 50 euros and you get the product for the you know remaining you know lifespan of the product and uh, did you do that how did that work did you uh, receive so, a lot of customers from that yes yes so uh, our initial bunch of customers was from an absolute deal where we uh, the whole idea was to put the product and get visibility okay so we got a lot of customers from there or uh, uh, even if people are not customers you know you have a word of mouth which goes uh, they know about the tool and uh, they like it then they tell others about it so i think absolo was a perfect platform because they give you the visibility there are uh, similar like minded entrepreneurs there and that was a target audience so uh, we had to go uh, they do have you know uh, i don't remember the rates that we went on then and uh, right then patna was just uh, a paypal app so i didn't have uh, a waiting of uh, you know a 20 dollar plus we started off with 9 dollars 19 dollars i don't really remember the uh, exact number or the figure that we went with because it's 10 years back uh, but uh, yeah we did a lifetime deal that is how absolo works and uh, we did get good customers from there we got good quality customers people who are still using you know i'm so shocked that you know people who are even 10 years down the line are also customers today so uh, they are just okay. going to partner 
and I think that that is uh, as an entrepreneur or as a product, uh, you know, product owner, that is what you want. You know, you want people to genuinely like your product, and uh, I think that is what Pablo is doing for people, and I'm very happy. Very good, very good. So uh, switching gears a bit, um, what is like you know starting a tech company in India? Is there a lot of bureaucracy? Are you guys registered in India, or did you decide to register somewhere else, maybe U.S. or maybe Europe? How how did that you know work, and how does it work still now, if I may ask? Yes. Uh, so uh, I'm uh, like not the right person to tell you okay, more about okay, that. Okay. But still, you but, have some uh, yes, information. Yes. I have a sense of it. So uh, we, uh, when we started off, uh, it was uh, you know e-commerce was just booming in India, and uh, the founder has a technical background. So he is uh, both a tech guru and also has uh, you know some affinity towards marketing. So uh, he had started this company. And uh, we believe that uh, the technology has made it so easy. You know, if you have a good product, you just put it up on the website, um, and uh, you know, you uh, do a bit of marketing, and your product will just take off. So it wasn't very difficult as such. And because we are bootstrapped, it wasn't difficult. Probably if we had to find a venture capitalist, you know, we could have a different story. But uh, it, it's very simple in that sense. Just uh, you know, have a solid product, or uh, you know, complete all the other. Uh, of your uh, whatever you have to do uh, as a legal thing, and uh, I think it was not that. Difficult. Yeah. So, but but you incorporated a company uh, or the founder incorporated a company in uh, India, right? I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And is there yeah, any? And, yeah. Please. So, uh, Patna was not the first company that we went in with. Uh, we had different brands. Okay. So we oh, had okay, store apps, okay. and uh, so we are. Uh, we are having three brands for now: Butler Storax and Iceland. So uh, all of the three are like a sister brands. We uh, we have teams working for it, and we okay. have uh, yeah. So uh, basically, it was not his first venture, but uh, it was uh, nonetheless it was his baby. So you know, we treat all our brands like our kids, and uh, we watch them grow. That's what we do. Yeah, so basically, it's it, you know, it's a tech company, right? That creates different brands, yes. different products, yes. and yes. Butler is one of them. You mentioned, you know, there is a WordPress plugin and stuff like that. Yes. But um, is Butler the biggest one? Uh, so right now, Butler is uh, like if you have to like look at it, it's a second. So we oh. have uh, WooCommerce. Uh, we have Store Apps, which is basically a marketplace for uh, all the WooCommerce plugins. So we are uh, a third-party WooCommerce developers as well, and uh, we have multiple products there. Uh, it's basically for WooCommerce uh, websites. Uh, if they want plugins, people can go there. Uh, what Iceram was something which came uh, last, so it is uh, the last of. Uh, the brands that we uh, came up with. It is basically uh, it was a one plugin uh, when it uh, you know it launched. Today we have three plugins uh, and everything does a different job. So uh, we are solving a particular issue uh, with Icefan, a different issue with uh, WooCommerce. So everything has a different use case. Yeah, yeah. So you you basically uh, you know find a pain point and you create a tool. Yes. You know, that solves that problem, but you look that somebody else is not solving the same problem. So you try to attack maybe things that are not necessarily solved 
at least not in the same way by others. As you mentioned before, you said that you yeah. want to do something, you know, a little bit different. You want to create a product that uh, is different compared to other offerings on the market, which allows you also to charge a bit more because there is not, for example, um, you know, if you compete with, I don't know, like WooCommerce on WordPress, if you create a competing plugin, if there is already a WooCommerce plugin that solves, you know, the needs, then it's very unlikely that you will get a lot of traction. And for example, I found uh, your product because I was searching and just Googling how to connect multiple Etsy stores to a dashboard. And I was yeah. just trying to find dashboards. There is a lot of like data dashboards for websites. I mean, there is a lot of mm -hmm. those. You know, there is Databox, there is, you know, Google uh, Data Studio and many others, Scythe and so forth. But then none of them focus on Etsy. I think Etsy is very interesting because Etsy is a huge platform. And there are a lot of uh, entrepreneurs who mm -hmm. are doing pretty well, but there is not a lot of tools for Etsy, I think, when it comes to analytics, because I think a lot of the shops, most of the shops, I would say maybe 90% of the shops are people who are not doing it full-time with a big team. It's just single people here and there, small teams. Uh, so it's really hard to find a really good analytical tool for Etsy platform and for me that was the hook because you had Etsy support and you had Etsy support for multiple um, multiple shops um, how's your Etsy customers are they the majority of your customers and you know could you shed a light a little bit on Etsy how that came about and what kind of customers you have in that sector yeah, so uh, when we started off with Etsy, uh, I think that is what we saw. We saw that many people sell on Etsy and uh, not necessarily, they are not big teams. They are not even small teams. Sometimes yeah. just a single guy just uh, selling uh, maybe handmade things or something which is more creative, you know. So uh, we found it very interesting and uh, we uh, thought of, you know, this is uh, the person that we would want to, you know, grow his business, okay? So with Butler, we wanted to uh, help such single guys also grow their business. And we saw that Etsy did give you some kind of reports, but, uh, you know, how about enhancing that? How about making these guys uh, just look at data and give them more insights on it? I think that is where we looked at Etsy. Uh, we created uh, a ready-made integration because these guys might not even be techies. So we just said that, you know, let's make it very simple. People just go there, connect, and it's done. Okay. So uh, we tried uh, doing nothing. Uh, we have a lot of Etsy clients, and uh, they love Butler. Uh, the best thing about Etsy clients is, uh, you know, they don't have one store. They may have different shops which are set up. And uh, as you said, there's nobody who is, you know, pulling up data from all those shops. If they want to know anything, they need to go to it individually, check the numbers, save with an Excel sheet, probably make those, uh, you know, CSVs and things like that. Uh, so we said, okay, you don't have to do all this. You know, you just connect all your stores to Cutler. And either you can see the whole thing at one place or either even make, you know, different uh, portions or, you know, different views for each of your shop and you can go to that. So I think it becomes very easy. One is people, uh, people from Etsy, especially they like partner because it is not complicated. Hmm. You just go there, you see all the stats, you uh, see uh, how your business is performing, you get the insights and uh, it's actionable, you know. You can see who are your customers, who are your loyal customers, and uh, send them probably an email. You can see when your store is performing the best, 
and you can you know take an action on that so i think um, etsy is a sweet spot for us uh, we have a lot of customers and uh, we are just helping them grow their individual business like i just love to see people when they grow their business and when they say they grow their business because of partner i think that is some like a mission accomplished for us yeah yeah it's it's a good feel you know you're like yes. you know you're making money by providing yeah. others with a really useful tool that helps them grow their business and you know yeah. support their families and so forth that's that's really really nice uh, i think amazing feature that i am personally if i can put on the wish list for potler there is one thing missing to make it the best one thing missing okay. i think to make it the best and um you already have connection to the Shopify and WooCommerce and Etsy, mm -hmm. but one thing that would truly, I think, make me want to even pay more is if I'm able to manage inventory across shops. Now that yeah. that would be a killer feature. Yes. So uh, this is for the first time I'm learning this. So I do a lot of customer, you know, uh, calls for them, and people have come up with. You know, so uh, I have been steering Butler in that direction. I am more here. I do recognize that it is uh, for physical products or uh, inventory management is a big thing that people would want to do. And um, I think uh, it is something that I've pitched before, and I will be uh, pushing people to look at it because, uh, you know, right now we were more into giving them insights into marketing, into sales, and things like that. So inventory is a whole new game. But I think it is not something that we wouldn't pursue. We would, but uh, like I can't give a timeline. You know, saying of that course, it would be course. ready. Yes. Of course, of so, course. I, I don't, I don't mind at all. I'm just saying that you know, analytical part of things, yes. you know, is really great. You get insights. For example, every morning working on different projects, I can just open Butler on the phone and see, you know, the sales dropped, for example, twenty percent, and then it's like everybody hands on deck. You know, let's let's come up with a way to you know bring the sales back. But the biggest time waster, you know, if you have multiple shops is managing the inventory because many Etsy sellers, especially when they, you know, have already enough sales, they start to open their own web shop, you know, like WooCommerce or Shopify. Many go to Shopify, obviously, because not very techy. And then yes. you sell same things in Etsy and you sell same things in Shopify. And now you have to kind of manage pictures, descriptions, everything, you know, and I think there is a huge market opportunity because some of the Etsy mm -hmm. sellers, they make over a mil a year. Mm. Yep. So if you think about it, if you save them a lot of manual work, definitely somebody will, you know, gladly pay, I don't know, $100, $200 a month. Yes, uh, so uh, this has crossed our minds and I think it is a very attractive uh, attractive way that public can go into so uh, thank you for just you know reassuring that. Uh, I did have a lot of clients ask for it. Like specifically, I think Etsy clients were a majority who asked for this feature where yeah. inventory was concerned. And I think this just reiterates that fact. Like you know that is a pressing problem that people have. And uh, like going by our track record, I think uh, we try to identify such things. You know, and that is where we're going. So. Probably I might, you know, just uh, put a word with my team and we can just see how best we can do it. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, if it makes sense and you have the resources, definitely it's something that I personally would be willing to pay a little bit more for. So, you know, more revenue, you know, growth for the company. Yes. But switching gears to other things, 
Um, how is situation now in India? Are you guys working from home, like your team? I, I don't see if it's an office or it's apartment. This is my home. This is, ah, my this home. is your home. It looks yeah. lovely. You have uh, the same flowers I have. What is it like? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a mother-in-law tongue or something. I think. <laughs> so I don't really know what the flowers oh, really? are, but I really love our greenery. And that is how like, uh, I have a lot of flowers at home. This is just the main entrance right here. And um, so coming back to your COVID yeah. situation that you said, so uh, it's been months that we have been working from home or uh, in India. Like uh, we had an official lockdown, the whole country went into a lockdown for a few months. It has just started opening. So Mumbai is a bustling city. And, uh, you know, um, there are a lot of people, a lot of, uh, lot of uh, it's, it's like a, uh, the most uh, e-commerce related or the most commerce related city in India. Oh, and really? it has, yes, so it has uh, gone to a standstill, but I think uh, we have been opening up. So uh, the lockdown has been getting more relaxed now. People are more, uh, you know, for uh, uh, are very like health conscious right now. And then uh, I think that's just what is happening around the world. But uh, I think uh, we are blessed enough to uh, work from home and yeah. uh, we, uh, the entire team is taking all the precautions. Uh, but I think uh, we are not letting that set back. We are also working towards it. And being a tech company, I think it gives you that uh, you know power, that liberty to work and uh, also grow your product. So uh, product-wise, we are not uh, very affected. But I think we don't miss seeing each other at work. But right now, uh, remote, remote is good, you know. We can yeah, always course. hop on Skype and have those team meetings. So we do have meetings like that, but uh, we are remote from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but situation now, I would say there, how would you classify it? Your, you know, the lockdown is, uh, I don't know, opening up a bit. It's changing. Yes. People are, you know, again, seen on the street and stuff, or is it still pretty tight? So uh, people are seen on the streets like uh, we had around four months of lockdown. So I think everybody was just homebound. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it, it was a bit of taxing for people who are not uh, very, uh, you know, who, who are mostly extroverts, like people who love going out and things like that. But I think uh, just because of the COVID and because of uh, the governmental laws that that is for the safety of the citizens. I think uh, people have taken care of their health just for their families probably. And now that it is relaxed, people are moving out, but uh, it's not the 100% of Mumbai that it would be. So uh, we are uh, just opening up and uh, I think uh, the conditions will improve. So at the end, we, uh, things are improving and I'm just looking forward for when the city will again be at its fullest glory. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Same here. I actually already went um, to a cinema. Our lockdown is pretty much, I, I live in Helsinki, Finland, and, uh, you know, the lockdown is over. People are just, they flooded the bars, <laughs> the cinema, just crazy. And most importantly, I went with my son to, um, to a, like, um, amusement park, and... Mm -hmm. It was packed. I've never seen it, you know, like never seen it so full. I, I'm I'm sure kids were just sitting at home, you know, just so tired, so yes. bored. And now when the lockdown is over, they're like, let's go to amusement park. 
and the price uh, the prices in amusement park i think they went even up maybe because of the surge in demand but yeah for some businesses covid has been you know terrifying and really scary and for some businesses again that work in e-commerce there has even been a surge you know in amount of sales and so forth and i'm sure for you guys you are in a very good segment because you can work from home and yeah. you work in e-commerce and usually when you know main street is closed when normal shops are closed e-commerce picks up so there is more demand for analytics there is more demand maybe for you know understanding what is happening which products are growing which products are not doing so well and so forth but that's 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 very good that's very good i guess that's it for me when it comes to this interview i had so much fun talking to you you're very happy and very positive person i really truly enjoyed our interview it's very good to also know a little bit more of how things are you know in india when it comes to startups but also just in general how people are feeling but i'm glad you're doing well your company is growing and i hope you guys will be able to maintain that positive attitude and hopefully maybe in a year two or maybe three i will be able to even manage my inventory, inventory yes. you never know how it goes but yeah. thank you very much andre it's been really really fun Yes so thank you so much Artem and I think it was uh, really amazing talking to you I didn't feel like uh, you know like a formatted I, it wasn't a formatted interview it's like just uh, customers and talking to them I love doing that and I uh, love seeing uh, people like you you know show their passions and I think for uh, Uh, it is just uh, the main motive of everything that we do is helping different people out so if people can be motivated uh, with uh, a podcast like this they can uh, know more about the company know more about the culture i think that is what i wanted to show and uh, i'm very happy talking to you it was a great great uh, interview yes thank you thank you very much and we'll have a link to potler down in the description so check it out guys they have a nice free trial So give it a go. I personally pay for it, so there is my endorsement at least. Thank you very much. Andrea.